Hello and hey there. What are your favorite Frisbee golf courses? How about your best Kung Fu movie? Which toe is on the tippy top of your list? You see what I did there with tippy toes? I'm hilarious. Uh, uh, here on the Top 5 Podcast, we discuss our quintessential top five lists where nothing is off limits and everyone is wrong, even though we think we are right. I'm Tom Lockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. How are we doing, Tommy? Doing pretty good. Uh, I had a fear that I might have COVID yesterday because I felt tired and I had a little scratchy throat. And then I woke up today and I was fine. <laughs> uh, well, I, I had it once and that's exactly what happened to me. So you could. Yeah, I know. I, I could maybe. Good thing I, I stay home pretty much yeah. all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm glad for that. I actually got to work from home today. So that was a novel experience for me. Uh, I kind of love it and I want to do it from now on, but they won't let me. Well, they should because it's great to work in your underwear. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Well, I work and in pajamas, know- but yeah, you got the right idea. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know somebody else who works in his underwear all the time because he's super who? cool? Uh, Zach Rancourt. I do. I, I work from home, not in my underwear, but I wear sweats and a sweatshirt usually. And I am also sick right now. Um, yesterday, I had a real uh, Sunday, actually, during the Seahawks game, I had a real scratchy throat and just felt kind of off. And then Monday was bad. I'm real cloudy and whatnot. So I took some Theraflu and went to bed at about 830 and slept for a good nine to nine or 10 hours. Um, felt better this morning, but still kind of kind of woozy and I got a random bloody nose today. It was very weird. I was like cutting up some potatoes and I'm like, oh my God, my nose is bleeding. So something, some sort of sickness is out there. It's not COVID. I already tested myself. Uh, so that's good. But yeah, I apologize if you hear some sniffles and some uh, congestion. It's all oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad that you're feeling slightly better and nosebleeds are always fun. Super fun when they come out of nowhere like that. So fun. Well, guys, it's the first week after Thanksgiving, which is also known as the first week of Christmas, of course. (laughs) I'm kidding. That was October 31st at about 11 p.m. Yeah, that's right. Christmas started. Outstanding. It's most wonderful. (laughs) It it is the holiday season. And with the holiday season comes Christmas lights and you got Christmas songs and spending a lot of money on things that you might be sure that somebody needs. Uh, My dad might need a shop vac this year. I can't remember if he needs one or I got him one (laughs) last year. It could be either. Uh, Yeah, so today's topic is another thing that comes up, and that is Christmas movies. We will be doing our top five Christmas movies, and to be very specific here, it has to deal with Christmas being the focus of the story. So Die Hard, I know you're a Christmas movie. But I'm sorry, you don't get to be put on this list because you would be in my number one, two, three, four, and five. Sacrilege. Mm. I protest. Yeah, I, I have a criteria that I would like to bring to the to the board so we can decide on it, um, on, on how to classify a Christmas movie. So I, okay. I'll, wait, I'll wait till you're ready, and then we can all have a discussion about it. I am ready. Let's discuss, because I am interested in what is a Christmas... Well, yeah, so... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so the subjectivity of of defining a Christmas film is just that. It's subjective. It's it's going to people are going to have a lot of opinions on what they classify as a Christmas film. I've seen in recent years that people consider Die Hard a Christmas movie. And then, of course, you get the fun discourse of hashtag Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Hashtag it's not a movie. Um, and then people just saying it to be funny. So. I'll put my stance. I believe it is a Christmas movie because I have three criteria for what a Xmas film would be. So they don't have to hit all three of these. They have to have at least one. And then there's obviously some wiggle room. So the film needs to take place during Christmas and it needs to be a crucial part of the film. So Christmas, the holiday needs to be a crucial part of the film. It needs to drive a certain part of the plot. Number two. The film must have Christmas or some iteration of Christmas in the title. So it could be a Christmas story, uh, the holiday, um, I don't know, something else. And then third and final, the film must be a movie you predominantly watch during Christmas time. So you, Eric Shane, you, Tom Lockhart, watch during the Christmas time. So so we're not out here watching, you know, Scrooged in the middle of July. We're watching it during the holidays because that is a Christmas movie. So does that make sense? 
Makes perfect yes. sense to me, and I agree. Listen, All the setting. Yeah. Thumbs up. The <laughs> setting is a character. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Look at it. Absolutely. Christ, you know, Christmas, if that's the setting, that is a central part of the of what it is. So, of course, it would be a Christmas movie. But Tom's in charge. It's Tom's week. So, yeah. Tom, Tom. It is his birthday. Know, we pray to two gods right now, Santa Claus and Tom. <laughs> and, and, and I mostly wanted to do it just to get get Die Hard out of the way, because it's like, come on. We're all going to say that. That's fair. Die that's Hard's fair. awesome. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> that's great. <fair>. So, <laughs> totally. Because I can't even think of other, like, Christmas movies that I that people would not consider one. Like, right. <laughs> all the rest of them are, like, clear-cut, that's a Christmas movie. But Die Hard's, well, like, the weird one. I have some. Like. I have some that yeah, aren't okay. on my list that I'll save towards the end that we can have a discussion on. But Sounds yeah. good. And you know what? I'll get us started off, and Zach already brought it up. It is Scrooged, which is my favorite telling of A Christmas Carol. I I know all those other ones other people like. I love me some Bill Murray being Bill Murray. I love when Bill Murray's a dick. Um, It's just all sorts of fun. Um, Yeah, so Scrooged is the first one on my list. I'm trying to think of what I want. I mean, it's about a TV exec who goes through all of your normal Christmas Carol Three ghosts, and it's just a riot, and I love it. That's all I got. Like, <laughs> I I haven't seen Scrooge in a very long time. People love Bill yeah. Murray. I mean, I think he's great also, but um, I haven't seen Scrooge recently, so I don't know if I can say if I like it or not. I watch it every Christmas, and it's it's good every year. I think I've seen it once. Yeah, uh, what, why do you, Tom? Why, but why do you put it on there on on your list of top five? I mean, I mean why it is, is Bill it? Murray? He is a Bill. I Murray I, fan. I really think it, it it is just Bill Murray that does it for me. Like, just I could watch Bill Murray all day in anything. That's and it's good. Sure, he he might be kind of a dick on set to people and stuff, and he has all that stuff. But I separate the artist from the <laughs> art, and Bill Murray is just the right amount of uh, like dick and funny and it, it, it's <laughs> he's a right big, amount of like, dick just yeah. for tom so <laughs> right size and everything audio and just he's the right amount of dick i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, cut it and put it right in the intro <laughs> i hope so because that's that, that that's should be cool in every idea. intro we do for now on just the right amount of dick there I, I i put it so you can get just it by itself but yeah <laughs> bill murray bill murray does it for me that's that's really the reason why I love it. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's a it's a Christmas Carol essentially, right? Yeah, it's same story. It's just you know a TV exec who's very terrible, and he gets visited <laughs> by three ghosts. And hey, there we go. Yeah, it's been done a thousand times, including what Spirited that just came out. Uh, we'll we'll actually, talk more about that yeah. later. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah and I think yeah. I think that's the best thing about um, a Christmas Carol is just the different iterations we've had of it and the different adaptations. You have all the animated, you know, all the 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 puppet ones, all the live action ones, various comedic actors, and I think they all have merit. Right? They stand on their own feet. You, people we've seen live productions of it, like plays, um, and musicals, and stuff. Yeah. So that's what's I think it's really what's really great. And I think a lot of the, what a Christmas Carol does, it's about nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Charles Dickens classic, it's about nostalgia. It's and Victorian so, England, there's something about that. Exactly. We'll people, move in. Love it. We'll move right into my number one. Then I'm going to say a Christmas Carol 2009 Jim Carrey's version. Oh, interesting. I never I, saw that one. You all oh, my my stars, dude. It's the best version. It is the best version and the truest one to the original novel. Okay. It is so so good. I um. Uh, yeah, we watch it every Christmas. Every Christmas, that is on the rotation. We've got a few movies that we that I insist that we watch. Christmas Carol is always right up there. Um, so, like I said, it came out in two thousand and nine. It's computer animated uh, version of it, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Um, he uh, is the same sort of motion capture process that they used for Polar Express. I don't mm, know if you saw mm-hmm. that one. It's another really good movie. Yeah. Um, so it had Jim Carrey, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Bob Hoskins, Robin Wright Penn, and Carrie Elves all in this movie. So the cast is incredible. Uh, uh, Alan Silvestri did the musical score. And as, as I said, it is really, really faithful to the, to the material from to the 1843 Charles Dickens novel. Um, it's dark. It's a ghost story. It's scary. It's beautifully done. Now I, I love Muppet Christmas Carol as well. You no, know? but that's much more, you know, kidly, you know, kid friendly and fun and all that. 
Um, everyone knows the story of Christmas Carol, as you have both alluded to. And there are a lot of different versions of it. And Spirited, you said it just came, did it just come out? Is that what Yeah, it just came out on uh, Apple TV. Me and my wife just watched it. It's a good movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> see, I, 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 I mean, I like Will Ferrell, you know, and... You know, what's that schmuck from Vancouver? What's his name? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Are you searching? <laughs> okay, Ryan Reynolds. Um, that's good. Um, yeah, that guy. Anyway, um, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan um, a lot. I, I, I love him. Oh, no, um, no, I, I don't, I'll watch the movie. I just don't, you know. I don't care really that much. I mean, the, the 2009 Jim Carrey version is the version for me. Like that's it's done now. Anybody else comes out with another cute take on it. Okay, great. We'll see it. That's cool. But I don't really need it. You know, this version that Jim Carrey did is that's on my rotation every December. So excellent. So uh, Scrooge is uh, streaming on Prime Video. And let me see what a Christmas Carol is streaming on. That is on Disney Plus. Look at that. So if you have there Disney you Plus, you can watch it for free. Oh, it's streaming on everything. TBS, IndieFlix, TNT, uh, Roku channel. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Christmas Carol, seeing it uh, uh, in, in the theater. I was trying to get uh, our friends to like buy tickets and all that, but like the tickets sold out really, really quickly. <laughs> so if you could still, I, I did get a few tickets for Mandy, me and my mom. So like Tom, if you and Whitney still want to like go, you probably December 10th, the, those tickets are pretty much all sold out. But like the following weekend, I, I suggest you guys get some tickets and go see it yourself. Just have a date okay. night. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely, it's at the act theater, which is the, uh, it's a contemporary theater in Seattle. It's a really intimate setting and it's just beautifully done. It's one of the coolest things ever. So we're going to go see it again. We saw it last year. We're going to go see it again this year. It's great. And then, uh, yeah. Sweet. So Christmas Carol's my number one. I like it. Christmas Carol. Very good. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I will have to watch it. I'll have to add it to my list because I always try to open up uh, or explore new Christmas movies. Um, Christmas is actually not my favorite holiday. It's probably one of my least favorites, but I like the pageantry around Christmas, all the pomp and circumstance. Like I put my tree up the other day and I kind of broke my own rules because I usually wait till December 1st, but it yeah. just happened. It was Sunday and I was like, you know what? I got nothing else to do. Let's do it. And um, yeah, yeah. So. It was it was a lot of fun. So Christmas Carol, I will have to watch it for sure. I, I definitely recommend what you know. Wait till it's dark, like you know, at night, and let it let it be a let it be a ghost story. That's what it is. Ooh. Let it be let it be Ooh. a ghost story. You'll I do love like that. It. That's You'll like love it. that's like a horror movie. I can get down with that. Uh, so well, then to piggyback off of that, and uh, another ghost story, and and it's also kind of like Scrooged. Uh, it's called Jingle All the Way. Came out in 1996. <laughs> it is nothing like those two movies. Uh, to, 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 to that clarify. was a curveball. <laughs> it's a shot for shot remake. What are you it's a shot about? for shot remake. Sinbad is actually uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, but yeah, so the movie was directed by Brian Levant, and it came out in 1996, like I said. Uh, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, and the late and great Phil Hartman. Miss him, most hilarious guy in the world. Yeah. But um, it is about a dad who, just like all of us, we procrastinate quite a bit. And he is so busy with work um, that he forgets to buy the Turbo Man doll, the hottest toy there is for his, his eight-year-old son, Jamie. And... He thinks it's going to be super easy. He can just go into a store and pick it up, but that is not the case. Uh, so the rest of the movie is just his hilarious hijinks trying to find a double man doll uh, on Christmas Eve. And he runs into a mailman played by Sinbad, and he is trying to also find a turbo man doll. And they uh, go head to head and compete on all these things. And, you know, it didn't do well in the box office. Uh, it also got a five. It's a five point seven out of ten on IMDb. Um, I, I shouldn't say it didn't do well in the box office. It didn't do well with the critics. A lot of people said they didn't like it, but I know Tom sure likes it. I know <laughs> that it's one of my favorites. And I for an earlier episode of the top five podcast when we did best worst movies, I had it on my list as well. Um, I watch it every year. I love this movie. I think Arnold is genuinely funny in it. I think he he can really act. And I love this story because it was actually based on the in the 80s for all the people who weren't born in the 80s. There were Cabbage Patch dolls and the whole frenzy with the Cabbage Patch dolls. Uh, people were going all over the stores to try to buy them and people were like fighting over them. There was just rushes, you know, hordes of people. Um, 
It also kind of mimicked, uh, this is more my time, it mimicked the Tickle Me Elmo craze, which was Christmas 96. So that was the same time this movie came out. I I had Tickle Me Elmo. My mom went to Fred Meyer and was like waiting in line for it. And it was weird because it was just a doll that you you squeezed and it laughed and it vibrated. And I'm like, why is and this? That's it. <laughs> what, why are people trying to kill each other over this? But but every every parent, every every person who's ever bought in a child, gift for a child can understand like how hard it is and can relate to just the bullshit that they have to go through to buy these presents for their kids. So I love jingle all the way. It is fantastic. Uh, I, I love it too. It didn't make my list, but I do love it. I just, I love also that it's kind of like a, a thing that you don't, there isn't that anymore because a parent's just going to buy that on like Amazon, like, oh, click and I'll get in like a week yeah. at the latest. Like, I don't have to go to a store and go get it. Like, that's not a struggle anymore for anyone. Uh, and I also like any movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a normal guy and they Fair don't point. explain why he's the size of a giant. Like, he's <laughs> like the junior. most bustly big guy. <laughs> he's He is a mattress salesman in, in this movie and they don't explain why he is is like Mr. Universe. Like <laughs> it's crazy to me whenever he's in a movie like this. It's I, I agree with you though. I appreciate that angle of it. He's just a super jacked guy for absolutely no reason. <laughs> hey, it's like okay. sure, sure he's not shirtless or anything, but I can see his muscles busting through that shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it, cool. I, I think it is funny to yeah, because like in, in most films, so they do give him like the muscle suit where he's he's Turbo Man, right? And in most of Arnold's films, even like Total Recall, he never really gets a part to show off his muscles other than like the opening scene where him and um uh Sharon Stone are in the bed and then he for some reason it has a jackhammer and he's like just breaking a rock just to show <laughs> his muscles. And I'm like, what the hell? But yeah, he, it is it is funny to see such a, a large person play this, you know, this remember you're my number one customer. <laughs> to be that big, you have to be at the gym for like six hours a day. There is no way he's selling mattresses. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it, it's a, it's all a front. Um Jingle All the Way is streaming on stars if anybody has stars. I own it of mm. course. So <laughs> Of course. of course. I believe I own it too somewhere in my DVDs if I pull them up. <laughs> cool. Uh, nice. Mine, I can go on to my next one, which yeah. is also a DVD that I owned. And I owned all the DVDs in this series of movies. And that is Ernest Saves Christmas. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> Ernest, oh the movies yeah. that Ernest do are the best. Um, I love all of them except for the... The kind of awkward Ernest goes to Africa because it's there's reasons. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. You can probably have your mind go to where it's going. But I've always enjoyed Ernest movies. Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid is my favorite one. So good. Great Halloween movie to watch. Little Troll Kills People. But I watched Ernest Saves Christmas today while I was working. <laughs> and I never noticed that really... Ernest is like the B story in that movie because like it's about like Santa's coming to town like flies in to find his replacement and he like leaves his sack on Ernest in Ernest's cab because he's a cab driver in this for some reason I don't know um, and yeah and the whole like main story is Santa trying to find this replacement guy and then convincing his replacement and it's just like Ernest is just kind of there to like Every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, yeah, funny Ernest. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, and it's quick watch. It was very short. <laughs> I was just, right when you said that, I was trying to remember his, like, scream. And I almost sound a little like Arnold. No, it was like, <laughs> ah, ah, it was, ah, I'm trying to remember how it was. Like, top of the mouth. Ah, something like, I can't remember what. Ah. You know what I'm saying, though. Yes. Oh, Ernest. I'll He's find it on best. YouTube and I'll, I'll clip it in in between. <laughs> I just the, remember this. him as Slinky Dog. Yeah. Woody. <laughs> uh, I have not seen Ernest, Ernest Saves Christmas. It's on Disney Plus streaming, so guess I'll have to st uh, stick with Disney Plus for all the holiday movies. Jeez Louise. That's awesome. Yeah, they, they actually have a lot of the ones that are on my list. <laughs> the only Ernest movie I think I've ever seen is Ernest Goes to Camp. And I remember that because they tell like the the Native American story like about the warrior and they're trying to shoot him and it like keeps missing him and he just walks up and sticks his finger in the gun and I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? <laughs> it was 
pretty crazy stuff. I don't even know how that that became popular, how how Vern, whatever his name is, became popular. But I dig it. I love that they made a bunch of movies with him. Yeah, because he was just a commercial like creation, like they created him to for a commercial. <laughs> and then for some reason, it was just like, hey, let's take that uh, that guy from the commercials and just make that character into movies. That'd be great, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the social media and the internet did not invent uh, memes, really. That's that's been around for a while. You know, he just sort of blew up. How do you know? They you know, he went viral. They need that's to true. do. They need to do Joe Dirt like uh, movies. Joe Dirt saves Christmas or something like that, or Joe Dirt saves Thanksgiving. <laughs> I want to see more of those. That's true. More Joe Dirt, please. More Joe Dirt, please. <laughs> Ernest Dirt was Sorry. probably the one I. He goes like that was the Halloween one, right? Yeah, that's the one with the troll and like little kids are getting turned into little wooden dolls. Uh, and then, yeah, goes to prison is like there's a there's a bad Ernest who looks like him and they switch places because he's like doing jury duty and they have Jim to go Varney to the jail and they Jim switch. Varney. Yeah, and they switch each other. And so the bad guy gets out and Ernest is in jail and they're all so good. <laughs> yeah, Jim Varney, he's he was uh, he was gone way too young. He died. He was only fifty years old. Oh man, he's yeah. He died of uh, like lung or throat cancer. Lung cancer. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was one of the two. Far too young, man. So, yep, cool. Earn, yep, Jim Varney. That's a that's a great one, man. It's a throwback. Well, speaking of throwbacks, uh, did you guys like that stop motion animated? Christmas special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. I sure. enjoy it. And I understand how that's a Christmas classic for everyone. But the, there was another Rankin Bass production stop motion animated Christmas television special that I loved called The Year Without a Santa Claus. And it came out in 1974. And I had Mickey Rooney. Uh, Shirley Booth was Mrs. Claus. Uh, Mickey Rooney was uh, Santa Claus. And it was, it was about... I don't know. First of all, let me just ask, have you guys seen The Year Without a Santa Claus? Yeah, I like it quite a bit. Burger Meister Meister Burger. I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. Well, Burger Meister Meister Burger was that was the that was the other one. That was actually the the other one with Mickey Rooney was like, oh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, Because that's the start of Santa Claus. That was like the birth of him. Yeah. Okay. What was the Year Without a Santa Claus? It was like the little girl was crying, right? Yes. Yes. So Santa Claus wakes up with a cold. Sometime before Christmas. This is supposedly in like the late 19th century. I actually think it's a little bit later than that because there's a car in it. So I'm pretty sure it's a little bit later than that. Um, anyway, his doctor thinks, you know, convinces them that nobody nobody cares about Christmas anymore. You might as well just stay home. And, you know, Santa was feeling like uh, the Christmas spirit. You know how so many of these movies are about the lack of Christmas spirit. And we have to bring out the Christmas spirit. And, you know, that's what so that's the plot for so many of these movies. Right. Well. It was in this case where he's just like, ah, nobody cares anymore. Nobody believes in Santa anymore. So he's just going to take the holiday off. So his two head elves, Jingle and Jangle, they were sent by Mrs. Claus to go try to uh, find evidence of Christmas spirit still out there to, to, to inspire him to uncancel Christmas. Uh, they went out to, uh, it's a, it's a very, I'm not going to tell the whole plot, but it's a wonderful movie that everybody should see. I don't know where, if it's, even if it is streaming right now, I will look it up. I actually just bought it on like YouTube, so you should just do the same. But uh, yeah, go ahead and find that for me. Um, but yeah, it, it introduced us to Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Heat Miser and Snow Miser. Very, very cool uh, characters. Uh, I can't. I'm I, I re- too much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I always loved Snow Miser as a kid, but I grew up to be Heat Miser. It's like Snow Miser is all mousy and then Heat Miser is just a chunky, like stocky guy. Yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever uh, I touch turns to mush in my clutch. I'm Mother always liked you best. <laughs> yeah, it is streaming on TNT and TBS and True TV if you guys have those subscriptions. I don't, but like Eric said, you bought it right on YouTube. It looks yeah. like it's only $7 on Apple TV+. Plus. It's a, Yeah, it's a great classic, man. It's only yeah. 51 minutes, and it'll be one of those shows, especially if you have kids. It'll be one of those shows you see every year. Every year. It's just it's on the rotation every December. Um it's wonderful, wonderful movie. So Year yeah. Without a Santa Claus. You can watch it twice. It's that good. That's right. That's like uh, 
10 minutes. No, I was way off. That's not right. <laughs> My math is off. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I grew up watching those as well. Uh, that one, the Jack Frost one was yep. really good. Santa Claus is coming to town. I mentioned it was a uh, Bass Rankin Productions. I, uh, Jules Bass uh, just passed away uh, October 25th. Oh, wow. So just over a month ago uh, from uh, he was born in 1935. Uh, oh, wow. 2022 is he's, he's 87. Uh, he was a director, producer, lyricist, composer, author. Mm-hmm. He uh, he co-founded film production uh, Video Craft International, which became Rankin Bass Productions. And they made Year Without a Santa Claus, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But stop motion animation uh, was was big for a while there. Yeah. Jeez. What a oh. career, though, for sure. Absolutely, you bet. Frosty the Snowman was another one. Yeah, those that I forgot. And about the that Hobbit. Happy they, they also made the Hobbit. Oh, the, oh okay. The, the stop motion. Nineteen seventy-seven. Yep, the Hobbit or the animated Hobbit. I guess the animated. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, man. So uh, the year without a Santa Claus. My number two. Okay. Well, I'll go to my number two, and I, I would wager that it's on someone else's list for these three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we use smoke detectors. And D, we live on the most boring street in the whole United States of America where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen, period. I'm talking about 1990s Home Alone. Uh, Kevin McAllister, young eight-year-old Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin, brilliantly um, portrayed him in this role. He gets left home when his gigantic family, who the father, Kevin McAllister, suspiciously makes a lot of money and has this insane house and can take all of his family to Paris. So probably works for the mob. Anyways, um, he gets left at home and he has to fend for himself. And you would think he'd be scared, but really hilarity ensues. It's all about him and his hijinks and whatnot. But there's a twist. There are some burglars who are trying to get into his house, and it's uh, they are the wet bandits, Harry and Marv. Um, when things go awry and Kevin realizes what they're trying to do, it's up to him to stop them by setting up some homemade booby traps, jigsaw style. And it is hilarious. It's a classic. John Williams did the score. It was directed or it was written by um, John Hughes, and it was directed by Chris Columbus. I absolutely love Home Alone so much. It's one of my favorite movies. I could watch it over and over again. I I just I love every minute of it. And I always find something new when I see it. My favorite part of the movie is where that mother realizes just how horrible of a mother. How do you do that? How is it even remotely? I don't know why anybody would have that many kids. But hey, that's just, you know, that's my own personal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is one of the reasons you don't. I, it's just like. How do you not know this poor kid, this poor kid who's just, he's so small and he's forgotten about, but he's not, you know, uh, how do you not realize he's not in his seat on the plane? How do you not realize he's not in the, the shuttle to the airport? <sighs> well, cause they woke up at, cause they couldn't wake up at 8am apparently, which is crazy to me because a house full of kids like that big kids are going to be waking up at like five in the morning, six in the morning. You know that people will be up because they're too excited to sleep. There's no way all of them would oversleep. So I think that was one of those. I think we can agree that the the, the premise is silly, but whatever. That's that's but that's what makes it a classic is because it's a good movie. (laughs) We were all kids and this came out around the time, you know, I was like three or four when this came out. But as I saw it, when I got older, I was like, what would I do if I was home alone? I would probably cry. I'd probably burn the house down. Yeah, it's a story where everybody crying. Yeah, if it's a story where everybody Everybody did everything right. It's not much of a story, huh? Yeah. Exactly. I would uh, I would have to say that you are right on that, Eric. Um, and I do believe Home Alone is also streaming on Disney Plus because it is a yes. Fox movie. Um, Both of them are. Yeah, 20th Century Fox movie. So, yeah, Home Alone 1 and 2 are available on Disney Plus. I own them. Uh, in 4K for some reason, but uh, because they're just fantastic. And I laugh every single time. Joe Pesci is great. Fun fact, you know, because Joe Pesci would say the F word in so many of his films, uh, Chris Columbus actually got him to say fridge when he instead of F-U-C-K. So like when he burns his hand, he goes, fridge, 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 fridge. When you watch it again, you'll see and you're like, oh, my God, he does say fridge. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start saying that now. What the fridge, Uh, man? Oh, fridge. Go fridge yourself, Tom. (laughs) So I'm sorry. Don't don't take well, don't don't take it too hard. It wasn't on my. It was actually in my number six. Was Home Alone? Shit. Just barely missed the list. But you know, it didn't miss the list. What this movie from nineteen ninety three? 
Eric already talked about uh, stop motion, and that is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh-huh. Which I also watched today because, again, it was a quick movie. I didn't realize that movie is only an hour and 24 minutes long. Like, yeah. it is real quick. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it's, you know, Jack Skellington, he's the, he's like the, the maestro of Halloween. Cause he's not like the, he doesn't run Halloween town. That's the mayor. Uh, but he runs Halloween. Like ambassador of Halloween year. town. Yeah. And he's just, he's getting bored with Halloween. It's the same thing every year. And he happens upon Christmas town. And Christmas Town is such a magical place, and there's snow falling everywhere. I don't remember the song, but I would sing it for you if I did. I watched this, it today. What's this? Still don't remember. Magic there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. so he decides, "Hey, I want to do Christmas," <laughs> which is just Halloween and Christmas. They don't really go together. There's a reason Halloween happens and then Christmas happens. And just trying to explain to all the people of Halloween Town all the different things about Halloween or about Christmas time, you know, like stockings. You don't stuff feet into those socks, like severed feet. That's crazy. You put goodies in there. Come on. Uh, but yeah, that I, I believe Nightmare Before Christmas was that was like my childhood is watching that movie. That was my Christmas movie as a child. Really, that and Ernest. Those were my two things. I was just talking about jams. this. We were just talking about this the other day. Where and it's on my list too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The last one, but, wow. Uh, and I'll talk quite a bit about this. But uh, yeah, it I, I, that that movie scared the dickens out of me when i was a kid i just did did. not i did not like it it was kind of gross to me and i icky and i didn't like it but now i just i love it i just and i watch it right around halloween i watch it immediately following halloween because that's the timeline like right that first day after halloween is like the start of the movie right and then um but yes they say it's it's not a christmas movie they say but it for your criteria tom it is (laughs) for this list it fits Uh, it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie in, in air quotes here. Nobody can see me do air quotes because we're all doing podcasts, but whatever. Nobody, it's not technically a Christmas movie. It is a Halloween movie, which is how they specify it because there aren't enough of those. And there's like a billion friggin' Christmas movies. But but you're right, Tom. This is this is a wonderful movie. The Oogie Boogie songs. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble closing. Yeah, I love that song. I listen to when i was working at the haunt in october i would listen to that whole soundtrack like pretty much every day pretty much every night i would be listening to that soundtrack getting myself in the mood for it listening to uh a kid at mr sandy claus that's that gets me sort of the mischievous <laughs> clown uh uh attitude so that's I, I i definitely love that movie so much and it's a great story um so I think that's that's interesting that you brought that up because I always thought about that because there's a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff during Halloween and it it, it teeters that line right it's that hybrid film that right. it's Halloween because it's spooky because I also was scared like Mr Oogie Boogie when I was get all the worm the maggots coming out of him and stuff I hated that it was disgusting yeah it was it's gross and and all the creatures like when the little girl it's like what did Santa bring you and lifts up that that head out of the box yeah um, dude that's mortifying. <laughs> And that's yeah. what Tim Burton did, though. But like, it's it's creepy, but it's also the Christmas movie. So that's why I'm like, is it both, or does it definitively have to be one? Uh, I would say it's more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie for me, because it focuses a lot more on Christmas. Like, there's actually very little where it focuses on Halloween. That's like the first ten minutes is Halloween, and then the rest is all preparing for Christmas. So I think it's way more like I'd say it's like 80 20 Christmas to Halloween. Like, so I hear you. It's the basis of the story. It's the setting. Yeah. So it, it fits what we're talking about here today. Oh, no, I'm not arguing that. I'm just yeah. more curious on, on I'm like because I've never been able to define it. Um, but the people I, I, I read about it earlier today as I was making my list and the people who made it insist that it's a Halloween movie. 
Well, so. and and I mean, Disney's able to double dip on that because if you think about it, during yeah. the Halloween time, you know, they rearranged the Haunted Mansion to be very Halloween themed. And so they have a lot of A Nightmare Before Christmas stuff in there. But I'm also wondering if they throw things in for Christmas, too. And that would be really smart on their end because they could make money on, on both of those holidays. But yeah, you won't hear argument from me on, on whether it's a Christmas movie or not. It literally has Christmas in the title. So that makes <laughs> sense. Um, but I always just find it fascinating, too, because I see a lot of like Jack Skellington stuff up for Halloween as well. And I'm like, look at these crafty bastards. They're able to pull off both. And, yeah, and and this movie also made Hot Topic billions of dollars. I'm guessing because oh, it's like yeah. all they sold for about 20 years. <laughs> yeah, people, it still makes some money. Mm. You probably had a few shirts, didn't you, Tom? No, no, I didn't. I only had band T-shirts. That's what I wore every single day. Don't you still only have band T-shirts? <laughs> nope, I own one band T-shirt, and I bought it for your birthday party. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Very cool. All right, I'll jump to my number three then. Um, I'm surprised we haven't had much crossover other than The Nightmare Before Christmas. Interesting. Uh, Hopefully that changes, but maybe not. So we're going to go to 1994. Uh, Young Charlie is sad that he has to split Christmas between two parents' houses. And his dad, Scott Calvin, is kind of this big wig. I think he's like a real estate developer or something like that, uh, who just doesn't really have a grasp on on Christmas and Charlie reluctantly has to go stay with him. But uh, after reading him a book and he goes to sleep, there arose such a clatter outside and someone falls off the roof. Who is that person? It's Santa Claus. So Scott Calvin picks up the the mantle uh, or the the overalls of Santa and becomes Santa Claus in the movie The Santa Claus. (laughs) So this movie was amazing. I saw it in theaters and I was so excited. I loved it. I, I think it's hilarious. John Pasquin directed it. Um, and it has a lot of funny one liners that I still say today. Like when he is shaving, when he starts becoming Santa Claus, his beard's all white and stuff. And he shaves because he's still in denial, goes away and he looks in the mirror and it immediately grows back. He goes, I'm in big trouble. Mm-hmm. I say that all the time. Like when I'm playing video games, I'm like, I'm in big trouble. Mm hmm. And no one gets it. So hopefully people will get it now. <laughs> and then I also, anytime I meet someone named Judy, I go, what's the, I was like, what's the soup of the day, Judy? Because <laughs> he reads it and she's like, cream of mushroom or something like that. It's uh, hilarious. So I love the Santa Claus. I think it's funny. Uh, it is also on Disney Plus, I believe. Look at all these damn Disney Plus movies we're, we're doing. We should get paid by them. <laughs> yeah, Zach, we should. We should reach out and be like, we've made like 67 episodes of yeah. this podcast. You should definitely like uh, check it out. Oh, man, I bet they would. But yeah, the Santa Claus is great. They're actually making a series. I didn't see the Santa Claus 2 uh, or the third one, uh, but they're making a series called the Santa Clauses because yeah. I guess in the in number two, maybe he gets married. Uh, or maybe three second one and okay and then so this one is now a tv show where it sounds like he's throwing in the towel but then some shit happens he's got to come back for one last hurrah which by the way the first four episodes of that series are out so far i haven't watched it though but it's on it's on disney plus just i don't know if i should watch it or not i think it's will it will it ruin the magic for me because i heard number two is not that bad and I heard number number, not number two's bad. not that bad. Number three's not great, but it's also not terrible. It's like, all right, I guess. Uh, so I would say just watch all of them and the show. Okay. Because they're, they're movies and they should be watched. That's okay. what you do with movies. <laughs> I will Fair watch enough. it then. Done. Okay. Well, I don't know if either of you are going to have my next one on there, but it's from 2009. Mm-hmm. Got any 2009 movies? Uh, no. Well, this movie is Bad Santa, which is Billy Bob Thornton is a uh, mall Santa, and he's also a a robber, and his little elf sidekick uh, helps him on these things, and they rob malls, and they go mall to mall each year and do this. But this is the last one. He swears, and he's an alcoholic, and... At, for some reason, he like is living at this kid's house where his dad's in prison and his grandma is just like canatonic, pretty much. And uh, I think this is, again, where Billy Bob Thornton is perfect for an alcoholic asshole. Like he just plays that role so good. 
And I, I actually, when I was looking up the uh, the year of this, I didn't even realize there was a bad Santa too. I I feel like I I heard that at some point and then never thought about it again. So now I feel like I have to watch it um, because I just enjoy I enjoy crass humor with Christmas. <laughs> just the contrast there is great. Just. It makes it brings joy into my heart to hear people. I mean, he's having sex with a, a larger woman in the dressing room in a scene, and he's not doing it the normal way, guys. I'll just say that. And that with like thinking of Santa doing that is just like ah. Uh, it actually that actually reminds me of uh, I, I'm rewatching uh, Last Man on Earth and. Um, one of the characters is like going crazy or something. And she has a pill that she has to take. And her boyfriend's asked her like, what is this pill? And, and she, and she says Santa's penis. And, (laughs) and then he's like, no, you got to tell me what this pill is. Like, I get it. Santa. It's a, it's a great image. He's got the white bushy hair down there. It's hilarious, but we got to get it. Turns out it's Klonopin, Santa's penis. You know, claws pen, uh, but yeah, great show by the way. Uh, oh, okay, but Bad Santa's even better. It is not streaming anywhere, but I do want to make a correction. I think you said 2009, correct? It is that's what came out in 2003. Oh, maybe I, I grabbed the wrong, maybe I grabbed Bad Santa too. No, that, mm-hmm. uh, that came out in 2016, maybe. so maybe you just... Then I, I don't know what I did. <laughs> ah, whatever. Maybe you, you <laughs> discovered it in 2009. So. That's right. Do you think Billy Bob Thornton's like that in real life? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like he, he's like that in real life, right? Yeah, he had, when he was uh, with Angelina Jolie, they had a, a very risque moment on their way to, I think, the Oscars. Where yeah. They were basically like banged in the car on the way there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what he said. <laughs> they were, uh, they definitely looked like they had. So, um, yeah, I don't know. No, nobody's nobody's completely like that anyway. But, yeah, I mean, it's you know, your acting takes a little bit of your character, right? There's a reason he was cast for that role. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And it was I perfect. Mean, he also played like the head of NASA and Armageddon, so he could True. go away. <laughs> And he's probably a really dirty head of NASA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Banging in those spaceships. He's going to be in the sequel called Bad NASA. Um, but yeah, he he's. I think he was great in this movie. I love it. Your name is Thurman Merman. <laughs> How many sandwiches do you want? Do you want lettuce on your sandwiches? Yeah, I, I like it. Um, I don't love it as, as much as other people do. I, I chuckle at it, but... It's not. It's definitely not on my list. It's not streaming anywhere, like I was saying. But you can buy it for seven bucks on Amazon. And like, you know, why not? What's the risk? It's. It still has very funny moments in it. Um, and also, John Ritter is in it. It's one of his final movies, I think. And that was sad. John Ritter was great. All right. Well, this is what my number four. Heck yeah. At this point. Well, there's another 2003 film that I feel we absolutely must discuss. There's no way we can not include Elf from 2003. <laughs> uh, Will Ferrell, John Favreau, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenburgen, Ed, Ed Asner, RIP, Bob Newhart, RIP to James Caan as well. Man, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of uh, speaking of a every Christmas in the rotation, you've got to watch Elf at least once. Uh, it is, for those few of you who have never seen it, uh, he was a baby boy that crawled in, out of an orphanage. Uh, he crawled into Santa Claus's sack because um, he saw the toys as a baby, and he crawled in, and Santa took him all the way back to the North Pole without realizing he was in the sack. And then he, they all crawled out of the sack, and all the elves were shocked. And Papa Elf, played by Bob Newhart, uh, he decided to adopt him and raise him. And then uh, Buddy the Elf, who you know, played by Will Ferrell, he grew up to be a human man who's way taller than everybody else there. And he doesn't realize that he's human, not an elf. And, um, eventually he, he shockingly learns oh, he's human, not an elf. And so he decides to go to New York city to meet his father played by James Con, And he walked there from the North pole hilariously. And so how would you, how would an elf deal with New York city is basically the movie it's wonderful it's a great movie zoe deschanel is just a treasure in that movie 
so is Ed Asner as Santa Claus. It's just a wonderful, wonderful, charming and wholesome movie for the whole family. Uh, I love I love Elf. What do you guys think? Uh, Elf is also on my list. Wow. <laughs> so so I love it too. Well, it's and it's where Will Ferrell being a man child makes the most sense of any of his movies. Like this is I where agree. he should just be a man child. Like it's perfect for him because this is what he plays in a lot of his movies. He's got a lot of great roles, but this is might might be his best. I think it just fits his comedy style perfectly. That's a that's a big statement. He's done some really good stuff. He has done some really good stuff. Okay. I can I can I can dig it. Um you guys are gonna hate me, but I actually don't think Elf is funny. Um, I believe I, think... I knew this about you. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, you can you can spit all the hate you want at me. I oh, well. I I think there are maybe three parts that I laugh at. I love when he says you're not Santa. You smell like beef and cheese. I think that part's really funny. Um, I'd like when he's when the narwhal is like, "Bye, buddy. Hope you Hope find you your dad. dad." That part's really funny. And then um, say that I, line all the time. All I, the time. I, I like that one quite a bit. And then I like when he says, um, "Oh man, it's oh." He's like, "Is there sure? Is there sugar in maple syrup?" And she's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Then yes." So I say that a lot and people don't get it. I'm like, is there sugar in maple syrup? Then yes. So like, okay. those are the only parts I really like, honestly. Otherwise, I could have done without it. Um, I love Will Ferrell. He's had some duds for me, though, too. But Step Brothers is like piece de resistance for me. That's okay. like the, the the cream of the crop. That is him at his best. And it is so goddamn funny. But I understand why people like Elf totally. Um, it has a cool premise. It's just absurd it's like there's this human amongst these elves and he's obviously gigantic and he's like sitting on a desk or tries to sit on on his papa's lap and he's just huge and it's it's so stupid but i yeah i appreciate it for what it is so you that that's not a bad choice to put on your list yeah is he is he good okay so i know he's great opposite uh dude in john c Riley. yeah john c Riley, yeah. of course what about opposite um ryan reynolds in uh, uh, I would say that they they're good together. Um, I'd like to watch it again, but but I think they play off each other pretty well. I mean, just imagine Will Ferrell doing his thing and Ryan Reynolds doing his thing. I mean, uh, yeah, it's hard, it's hard and, to go wrong. I mean, yeah, both, it's just both. like if you I mean, like those two people doing what they do, right. then you're gonna like the movie. Like that's that's fair. That's I mean, they're they're pretty great. So, um. Yeah, well, he did another one, Talladega Nights with John C. Riley as well. Love that yeah. movie. God, yeah. that movie's so funny. Yeah. Also, he, also really good. He but did yeah. uh, the Sherlock Holmes one, which Me. was awful. I heard that was terrible. <laughs> I will I will rake Elf up there as highly as any, anything else he's ever done. Uh, I love Elf. It's a yearly I mean, tradition. Is it as good as Night of the Roxbury? It's mm-hmm. a good one. <laughs> Better. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that that totally makes sense as well, too, of course. You know, um, I understand why Elf would be on people's list. It's 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 a joyous film. Um, if you want to check it out, it's streaming on HBO Max, DirecTV, TNT, TBS, and True TV. Or you could just buy it. It's $8 on pretty buy much it. every streaming service, and you might as well buy it. Um, I own it on DVD, but I haven't bought it on any other platform. So, um, yeah, good choice, guys. Thanks. I, uh, I can't say can't say negative things about it because I understand why it's there. Uh, cool. So I guess I get to do I'll do one. Eric does one. I do one. Perfect. Uh, so this movie is like probably uh, I'd probably have to say it's my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, it is the lovable Griswold family trying to. It starts out with them trying to get the Griswold family Christmas tree, and I love to use this term, but hilarity ensues. Um, Griswold thinks he's Clark thinks he's going to get a giant bonus so he can put a swimming pool at home. Um, meanwhile, they're hosting all of their in-laws at the house and just weird shit happens at the house, including cousin Eddie and his dog. Um, terrible description, but Christmas vacation 1989 is a classic that's on in my household multiple times per year. I used to be able to quote it from start to finish. I shit you not. Um, I can't remember a good majority of it just because I kind of blocked it out in, in my head. Um, but I still love the shit out of it. And it's it's so funny. Um, you guys have seen it, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay. 
Just just making sure, um, because if you haven't, you definitely should. It's it's one of those heartwarming movies that just brings a tear to your eye. It's available on HBO Max to stream, DirecTV, TNT, TBS, and True TV. So it sounds like a lot of these are available right now, which is perfect timing for this podcast. But I love the Natural Lampoon's movies. Vegas Vacation is a is a close second for me. The first mm. one I honestly could do without. I'm it's okay. I like uh, European Vacation a decent amount too. And then yeah. Um, I think I think they're all good, but Christmas Vacation takes the cake. I quote it all the time. He's like, <laughs> if the holidays weren't any hooter hotter than they are, <laughs> tis a season to be merry. All right. Well, then I'll uh, we'll work on to my number five. Then uh, it's uh, again, it's also kind of a cheap because it's more of a Christmas special, but everyone remembers it as a movie. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original 1966 animated. Not nice. the Jim, not the Jim Carrey remake, which was good on its own. Um, you know, it was fine. It was good. It was a good movie. Um, but I already picked one Jim Carrey Christmas one for this list. So I'm going to go with the original, the cartoon Christmas special that was so, so, so good. Um, let me see if I, I try to remember. Yeah, it's only like a 25 minute runtime. It's like not a long movie. It's a TV, basically a TV special. Mm. But, um, you know, it's based off of a 1957 children's book by Dr. Seuss, of course. Um, and people, you know, they, they mischaracterize him saying he hates Christmas, which is not true. He hated people, which is fair. <laughs> we can all relate. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't hate Christmas. He, he hated the people who liked Christmas. yeah there you go so okay you know that's and honestly that's not that's not a good thing really but he uh uh, jim carrey's movie expands on his backstory a little bit i think but uh i don't you know took some liberties there but who cares everybody here has seen how the grinch stole christmas that's my number five keep it simple and i've definitely got some you know honorable mentions at the end here it was a tough one but uh how the grinch stole christmas my number five it's a good choice. That's a Thanks, that, that's a classic. Love it. Yep. Uh, absolutely love, you know, just the songs in it, his smile. It's it just reminds me of when I was a kid and that would just be on in the background. I uh, I will look to see where it's streaming while Tom talks. Uh, well, I had on my honorable mentions the Jim Carrey one because I like oh, that one. I like that one, um, too. But I mean, I like the I original a lot as well. I would have thought the original was longer. Like, I remember it being longer. So I think the world is wrong and I am right. It is actually longer. It's well, gotta be like, you're, like it says <laughs> runtime of 25 minutes. So that's a, let me Google it. Yeah, it says 26 minutes and it, it is, it is so streaming short. on Peacock <laughs> premium for everybody. So, well, oh. I mean, but think about it in 1966, it's hard to make a, well, I guess Disney was doing it, but it, it is hard to make a full length feature movie on that. And that's what, true. what the Jim Carrey movie did is they expanded it more so into like, you know, they made him the, holiday jubilation guy or whatever and he did those parts where he's like no more no more pudding like that that stuff was actually really funny i love oh i love his ron howard impersonation i love the grinch i think it's so good he's like it's because i'm green isn't it (laughs) so that movie is so funny it is hate hate hate, double hate loathe (laughs) i say that a lot all the time (laughs) again fair (laughs) totally fair and anytime i meet someone named max i go max (laughs) so they uh but but yeah the 66 is a classic man it's and especially for 26 minutes shit put that on the background let it play a few times you'll be singing you know you're a mean one mr grinch that's where that song came from it's yep. fantastic so it's on peacock premium sweet i don't think jim carrey would have a problem with us picking the and or me picking the animated over you know no he's gonna fight me he's gonna fight me he's gonna track me down he's gonna beat me up you guys we'll film it yeah and then he's gonna get uh you know he's gonna get ryan to help out here you know because i was I, I talk crap about him at the top of the podcast. Ooh, I'd let Ryan Reynolds he's gonna, beat me up. Ryan Reynolds is going to dress up yeah. as Deadpool. He, he's sexy. I'd let him beat me up. Wow. <laughs> yeah. okay. Me too. Me too. Well, I will do my final one then. Um, that's kind of cool. We didn't have that much uh, carryover. Like, you guys just don't like my movies, apparently. And yeah. I think you probably like this one. If not, that's okay, because this was a newer discovery for me. I discovered it actually... Last year when I did it for the Don't Be Crazy movie podcast, and I was so surprised I hadn't seen it. Um, It is a longer movie. I think it's close to two hours, but it is quite boring for the first hour and a half. And then the final 30 minutes is when it really picks up steam. 
It is so goddamn good. It stars James Stewart and Donna Reed. It is 1946's It's a Wonderful Life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, one of the most inspira- inspirational movies I've ever seen. I don't know if we did an inspirational movies thing on the top five podcast or no, anything, but so. uh, this one. one was was unreal. Um, I did not expect to be bawling at the end of it because it's so wonderful and it just makes you feel good. And it's such a palate cleanser for when we have a, a hard time in life or, uh, you know, the holidays can be difficult for everybody. It's just great to watch it and just really cheer up because here's a man, George Bailey, who is so selfless and cares for everyone and sacrifices his own well-being and wealth and, and opportunity to to do the right thing and to be a family man and to be a good friend. And kindness goes so far. And I'm, I, I love that premise of, of kindness. You know, when, when nothing else matters, kindness is what will get us through things. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, kind of the same thing. But for this movie, you know, the part that always gets me is when his brother comes into the room and he says to my brother, George, the richest man in town. And it like it makes me cry every single time. And then it says, you know, when when the angel tells him, he's like, remember, George, no man is poor who has friends or something along those lines. And I I I lose it because it's so true. I mean, you know, we lose sight during the holidays of of what what it's actually for. It's it's for being around loved ones. It's for appreciating your life on on this weird world and uh, in this world, weird world and really just, you know, um, embracing all of that. And so I think we get carried away with consumerism and, and we need to remember that it, it it's OK to, to not have all the hottest gadgets, but just to be happy, kind and loved is is incredible. So it's a wonderful life is is amazing. It's it's a tradition now in the Rancourt household of just me um, <laughs> watching it every year. So I will definitely be watching it again this year. Uh, it was definitely one of my honorable mentions for sure. Uh, James Stewart. Uh, yeah. Carolyn Grimes and uh, Jimmy Hawkins, who are a couple of the kids, they're still around. Mm-hmm. They're uh, yeah, they're still around. They're definitely up there in age, but uh, it's, uh, you know, it's also a reminder that, you know, you think if, if you ever wonder if you're making an impact on the people around you, if you, if you have any impact in this world, you can watch that movie and remember like you, you have no idea the impact your choices, your words have on other people and how important you are to other people. Um, Absolutely. It is a a deeply moving movie. Um, Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, That was my, that was my, one of my honorable mentions. Uh, Another one was miracle on 34th street from 1947. That's a good one too. Yeah. The original 1947 one. That's a classic. Yep, exactly. He uh, has got that scene where he's, uh, he speaks the Dutch to the little Dutch girl and Mm -hmm. it's, really it's a really wonderful movie and then uh, my i think actually my favorite scene from that one is when uh (laughs) there he and the the guy i can't remember his name jim stewart i think or whoever i can't remember who yeah let me see if i remember um i i whatever uh he they 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 share a bedroom and like they're they got the twin beds right next to each other because this is back you know this is at a time where nobody can like sleep in the same bed or whatever yeah and like the like, like the dude is just like smoking right next to santa claus and in bed he's got an ashtray right there on the nightstand and right before he turns off the lights oh, i got a question for you i got i got i get to ask this question humanity's wanted to know for hundreds of years Santa Claus, does he sleep with his whiskers inside a blanket or outside? <laughs> and he says, keep it outside. The cold air helps him grow. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like wholesome movies like that. And It's a Wonderful Life is, is fantastic for everybody. It's on Prime Video. You can watch it in black and white or you can watch it in Technicolor. I would highly, highly recommend black and white. It, it just looks better. It gives yeah. it more of a charm. Um, and just remember, and this is in all seriousness, everybody, your life is precious. Uh, no matter what you think, people do love you. Uh, even if they're a bunch of idiots who are just on a podcast talking about you, just remember that, you know, you do have people that care about you and, uh, there's always help. Just talk to someone. So I, I, I absolutely love it, man. That's fantastic. Um, one thing I did want to ask you guys, cause I talked about it at the top of the show. Um, I think that there are a lot of movies that people, consider Christmas movies like I was saying with my criteria um, but I want to pose this question to you and I want the yay or nay and we can have a discussion if we if we choose are the Harry Potter films Christmas movies no no wow okay I say yes because it falls into my criteria so Christmas 
is a it, it it takes their each movie minus I think maybe the Deathly Hollows even the Deathly Hollows does each movie but specifically each book takes place during Christmas has it has a time that takes place during Christmas that something important happens in the story that moves our story along and so I think those moments are paramount to the entire film because if they didn't happen then we wouldn't have a certain path that Harry and the other characters would go down. Additionally, the first two movies are very more kiddie directed by Chris Columbus, who did home alone with that Christmas feel in itself. They're also on the 25 days of Christmas on ABC family. Um, and then I can keep going, but yeah, so I, I typically used to only watch them during the Christmas time. Um, I know that with them being available on HBO Max, they've been kind of like a background movie over the past couple of years just because I absolutely love them. But I try to only watch them during the Christmas time. So for those reasons, I consider Harry Potter, the series, uh, uh, Christmas films. I might give you the first one just because like he gets the invisibility cloak during Christmas. But past that one, I don't think so. Okay, so in uh, actually, I, th- I believe the Deathly Hollows when they go into town, uh, that's during Christmas time too. When uh, I forgot her name, but she touches the the cursed locket. And, you know that thing happens to her. I'm, it's been a while because it's been since Christmas since I watched them last. Um, <laughs> but there's a whole bunch that happens in in the books and the movies during Christmas time that help the plot along, and more so in the books than the, than the movies. Ginny and Harry like kind of almost share their first kiss during Christmas. So there's a lot that happens. I don't think it's a critical part of the setting. It's just something that happens as part of their showing the passage of time. Therefore, I don't think it qualifies. But the but yeah. one could argue that the invis if we look at the, the films as a whole, as a one through eight or one through nine, essentially, because there's eight is two parts. Uh, yeah. We we watch them as a whole. The invisibility cloak plays a crucial part in every movie, and it would not have been started had it not have been for that Christmas where him and Ron are at Hogwarts alone and he's able to sneak around. Even with the Marauder's Map, he's able to sneak around during Christmas when no one's there. One of the schools of magic that they don't teach is yoga, which you've (laughs) clearly taken because that's a stretch, my boy. Mm -mm. That is a stretch, my boy. Let me posit something for you. Do you think that Deadpool is a Christmas movie? Uh, No. Why? So during the, the sex montage when they're going through all of the different holidays, Christmas is is the last one, and that's when he passes out and then finds out he has cancer, which sets everything in motion. So, is it a Christmas movie because something important to move the plot along happened during the Christmas part of that? I'd say, okay, but but what is is Christmas about? Is it about being around your loved ones and family and being Uh selfless? Is Harry not all of those things? He is so selfless. He's the George Bailey of Hogwarts. If you tell me that Deadpool is a Christmas movie, I will back you up on this Harry Potter. No, see, because that's more of a stretch. (laughs) Like that Christmas was in it, sure, but that's not. There's there's no important stuff that further the plot (laughs) was at Christmas. But but when do you watch Deadpool? You don't watch Deadpool during Christmas time. I will now. <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying is, <laughs> is, is, is again, all these are subjective. So no one's wrong if they say it's a Christmas movie. No one's, but I like just having the conversation, of course. Um, so I mean, I mean, it might actually become a tradition where I watch Deadpool at Christmas now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how I watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on Thanksgiving now because I listen to Till Death Do Us Blart, which comes out every Thanksgiving. So I watch it every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, like, uh, AM, or not AMC, um, whatever, the 25 Days of Christmas, I think it's called Freeform now that they show it on. I mean, they show Harry Potter, well, at least the first one on it. So I'm like, well, it works then, I guess. So I don't know. I just like having that conversation. I don't even want to go down the road of saying our Lord of the Rings Christmas films because I do not think they are not. Or I think they are not. But um, yeah, some Wait, people. Why could, would they be? <laughs> because they came out during Christmas time and some people treat it as a tradition where they only watch them during the holidays. Yeah. I watch them all the time, but I do also love the tradition of being like, all right, it's December. I'm watching all three extended editions back to back to back. And I'm going to love every freaking moment of it. So 
I can see that, you know, when you're with family, you, you, you already did all your, your Christmas tradition stuff in the morning. You're like, what are we going to do today? Well, we can either go see a movie or we can watch the Lord of the Rings. And so that's a Christmas tradition for me. You could do that with Harry Potter too, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's what, what I mean by like, is it a Christmas movie? In the tra- traditional sense, I would say Harry Potter is probably not a Christmas movie, but I will try to argue with it tooth and nail. I'm going to write a <laughs> dissertation on this. I'm going to start a college class about why it's a Christmas movie. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're going to try, <laughs> but it's not going to happen. It's going to be through DeVry University. That, that, that thing, that's the university you're going to have to go to to write a paper. Defrauding everyone. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to Trump <laughs> University. I'll just defraud the shit out of people. And uh, yeah, I'll take their money and I'll run. So there Bunch we go. Idiots. Cool. Okay. Well, that's those are the lists, or those are the yeah. uh, the picks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let me do a little rundown here. Uh, Thomas had Scrooged, Ernest Saves Christmas, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Bad Santa, and Elf. Eric had A Christmas Carol from 2009 with Jim Carrey. Uh, the Year Without a Santa Clause. Uh, I don't know why I had a question mark on the end of that. The Nightmare Before Christmas, Elf, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Zach had Jingle All the Way. Should have said it in an Arnold voice. Home Alone, The Santa Claus, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and It's a Wonderful Life. Good lists. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think we can uh, call this a quits. Yeah. I think so, guys. Uh, I think that's a podcast. Alrighty. Thank you for tuning in to Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Podcast Top 5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at SnackBurglar, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we know you must have because you love Christmas, right? Right? Please rate and review <laughs> yeah. us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you, and remember, it is okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. It takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to our enemies, but just as much to stand up to our friends. Albus Dumbledore, a.k.a. Santa Claus. (laughs) I hate it. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs)